Hey everyone, it's Rich Bennett, host of Conversations with Rich Bennett, bringing you an exciting chance to win with our latest giveaway sponsored by Tar Heel Construction Group. Get ready to make a splash just by tuning into the podcast. Yes, you heard that right. While you're soaking up our latest episodes, listen closely for a special splash sound. When you hear it, remember the episode name. Here's what you do next. Shoot us an email at podcast at harfordcountyliving.com with the episode title. Each splash sound means a new chance to win. So the more you listen, the better your chances. If you don't have email, then just leave a voicemail from our website at conversationswithrichbennett.com. What's the prize? How about a brand new waterproof Bluetooth speaker? Perfect for listening to our episodes, whether you're in the bath, on the beach, in the pool or on the go. You have until the end of May to send in your entries and we'll announce the lucky winner on June 3rd. Don't miss out on this splashy opportunity brought to you by Tar Heel Construction Group. Dive into our episodes and win big. At the end of each podcast episode, I'm going to recommend a podcast that somehow or another ties into this episode. So please listen to the whole episode of the podcast because I guarantee you, Podcast I recommend you're going to love. Your nutrition, your motivation, your fitness, your mindset, your breathing. These are all things that help you with mental health, actually, and staying in shape, being a better person. And on this episode of Conversations with Rich Bennett, Julia Chang and I are actually speaking, well, let's just call him the healthy, happy human. Paul Leviton. Enjoy the conversation. Coming to you from the Freedom Federal Credit Union Studios, Harford County Living presents Conversations with Rich Bennett. Come on, you're closer than me. Guys, we've been together. Oh man, you already said it. I was going to ask her. She remembered the date. So I am joined today by the lovely Mrs. Marilyn Julia Chang. And we have a gentleman on who I met through, I believe it was one of the podcast groups, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. And he is into fitness, and he also does a podcast called the Healthy, Happy Human Podcast. Um, And you also have the Healthy, Happy Human Academy, correct? Yeah. So my whole brand is Healthy, Happy Human. I have uh, the Healthy, Happy Human Academy is uh, where I teach... uh, I have courses and mindset work and and different educational programs that I use to help people live a healthier, happier life. And then the podcast, I do the same. I love it. Paul Levitin is joining us. And like I said, if you haven't listened to his podcast, you have to. And just because you've you've hit on a lot of things that I've talked about on mine. And one of the ones that I really love that you talk about a lot is mental illness, Um, which Julia would tell you that's one of the things I talk about all the time. But before we get started, Paul, I have to ask you this, because looking at your Facebook page and everything, man, who did the art? <laughs> the art? I did that myself. I'm a, I'm a Canva ninja. <laughs> no, I was talking about all the tattoos. Oh, the tattoos on me. <laughs> oh, that is a different story. That's a 10-year collection of, uh, I, I consider myself people, I don't know, is this a video thing or are people only going to hear this? Only here. God, no, okay. I only have a face for audio. Okay. Well, people who can't see, I, I'm pretty heavily tattooed. Uh, 
and I consider myself a tattoo collector. So everyone is almost everyone is a different artist. Yeah. And every I like travel and I will like seek out different people who do different things because I, I consider myself just like a walking piece of museum art at this point. A walking piece uh, of canvas. Yeah. Yeah. Which goes to, I mean, kind of my whole thing about health and wellness and stuff. You know, I always tell my clients and just everyone, you know, like of all the dumb things that I could spend my money on, my spending uh, spending tens of thousand dollars on tattoos on my body I, I look at as like the the least of the of the worst because at least it's me right i'm always i'm always investing in myself whether it's courses whether it's books or whether it's tattoos you know so i i, I never i never pinch pennies when it comes to spending money on myself and that's why i have really 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 good and also really 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 expensive tattoos and all that art has been over a 10-year period yeah pretty much i started, wow. started in about 2012 so we yeah, got just about 10 years now that's amazing. What so, one? so my first one, actually, my first tattoo ever is no longer there. It's the only one I ever got covered up. So because uh, that the story of that is because I was not in the mindset that I just told you of, of spending exorbitantly on tattoos and researching artists. And this is when I was about 18 or 19. And I just, I live in New York city and I just went to a random tattoo shop in the Bronx. Oh. And, and you know, my friend goes, Oh, he's he, my friend goes, oh, I do piercings. He's like, so if you want, like, I know the guy who do the, who does the tattoos, he'll hook you up for 50 bucks. So I'm like 19. I'm like, Oh, cool. 50 bucks. Sounds, you know, that's how it sounds like an ideal way to get a tattoo. Oh, and then I, it was literally a scroll with writing. Well, literally, I had no idea to, what to get. So I literally Googled like cool tattoo quote. Like that's <laughs> tell you where, my, where my head was at this. And I went when so it was like a scroll. You can't see it anymore because it's been co- covered up by this whole thing. But right. it was a scroll with writing. And in that writing, the tattoo was bad already, but he literally misspelled the word in the quote. So, <laughs> miss, so it was a bad tattoo. He misspelled the word. Then when I pointed this out to him, I was like, hey, you know, there's a word spelled wrong in my tattoo. It's like, what do you do? It's a tattoo. It's permanent. There's no. Right. So he was just like, uh, sorry, let me try to fix it. So he like crossed it out. It was just bad. It was all types of bad. And then so then the, on this side, you can see I have a snake that goes up my arm and onto my chest. Sweet. So like that was I got that like three or four years later, I went and got a really good tattoo at a really reputable shop. And it was like I had a blaring example of what you get on one side when you go to someone who costs money and who is a master at their craft versus what you go and you get when you pay $50 to some hole in the wall. And that's when I learned my lesson about never, uh, never again, will I skimp on money on my tattoos. And ever since then, I've been on a journey to collect the most amazing tattoos. Well, this is a cautionary tale. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's funny because people always talk to me about that. And I'm like, some people, it takes them a long time to learn that lesson of like, they have a, like, I got, I got taught really quickly the, my first tattoo because the guy misspelled the word because it was such a horrible experience. I was like, oh, okay, this is not how you're supposed to do this. And like, I like that, that set me off, you know? So that's why I've kind of, it's, it's one of those funny things that now I can look back and be like, that was actually the, the best thing that ever happened to me because I learned right there. I was like, oh, all right. Like this is, this is a lesson here about, you know, investing mm-hmm. in yourself, investing in, in, you know, what money can really buy. So since then, have you gotten any more tattoos with words in them? No, I've never gotten it again. There's <laughs> just a lot of animals. I have a whole zoo on my body. That's, awesome. that's, that's one of the things I learned with one of my first tattoos. Because um, when I was in the core, I got one that said I was dating a girl, actually engaged to a girl. And so I had Richie and Margie tattooed. And uh, then I got transferred and. She left for Texas, never heard from her again, spent a year and a half trying to find her. Now, if I would have known I was going to marry a Marja, 
<laughs> so, but I actually had her name scrolled out, which looks kind. Of, it looks like I'm in love with myself now because I have a heart with an arrow going through it that just says Richie. So, <laughs> like nah, that doesn't work so well. There's some life lessons here. I feel like I don't have any tattoos, but from what you guys are saying, it's like uh, you pay for what you get. And, you know, like just think two, three times before you do something and it's okay to, I don't want to call it a failure, the lesson learned. It's, it's a okay lesson. Learn, it's okay to learn lessons because it's just going to be a building block for the future. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Listen, and 100%. And that's a funny thing too. It's because it's like, you would think that the, the, if, if anything in life is permanent, it's a tattoo, right? And yet here we both are telling you like we had these thing, these these colossal mistakes on a permanent thing, and it's like, but both figured out a way to like make it not you know so bad. So it's like if that if not, if you can if you can do that from a tattoo, probably you can figure anything else out. Oh yeah, I, I'll never forget. I had a buddy of mine have one, and he didn't like it. He poured acid on it. Oh my god! Oh yeah. Oh, he got rid of the tattoo. <laughs> But Probably left a nice scar on his arm too. Yeah, I'll pass on that. But. It's like, yeah. Denny, what are you, goofy Hard or pass. something? Hard yeah. pass. So what's your favorite tattoo? It's my favorite tattoo. It's hard because I they're like my children, you know? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you know, some some have meaning. Some, so, uh, most of them I just think look cool. I do have some, like I have one for my mom. I have one for my sister. I have a portrait of my dog that passed away. So like there's some oh, certain wow. ones that have meaning. But then otherwise it's just because I think they, re- I, they look really cool at this yeah. point. Yeah, my son's the same way. I've always told him, I said, because he's got several too. And I said, dude, just make sure you get a tattoo that has meaning, which he did at first. And now I think his meanings have changed. Yeah. yeah. After <laughs> but, a while, it's just like I'm filling up space now. I'm just, I'm just, looking, <laughs> so with the fitness, mm-hmm. when, when did you get into fitness? I mean, were you always fit during school or anything or? Yeah, no, not at all. I was not like a fit kid. I, I never, what people always assume that like, oh, you must've played like sports in high school or something mm-hmm. like that. That was not me. I was a, a chubby little nerdy kid all through high school and college, uh, you know, video games and drinking a lot of, you know, living in New York city too. Like my, my mom was, you know, my mom was working. I was left to my own devices, which meant ordering pizza or Chinese food pretty much every night of my of wow. the week forever. So I was a little fat kid and uh, yeah, the, eventually I, I, the way I fell into fitness was, well, one, I had some friends who kind of got me into working out. Mm-hmm. Um, I still wasn't very fit. I was just like, yeah, like most people do working out, but badly. And then I started to want, because I was working out so hard and so often and not getting any results. I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me figure out what something's wrong here because I was putting in the time I was putting in the effort, right? I was with my friends. We, we, they were getting fit. I was doing something wrong. So I started to learn a little bit more about it. And this was back before a lot of the resources that we have now. This is kind of dating myself, which is, you know, this is when, you know, there wasn't really Instagram. There there was Facebook, but it wasn't like that. Like there was YouTube and that wasn't as big as it is now. And there was muscle mags, you know, this was like, you know, right. men's fitness, men's health and stuff. So I was, so I started to research the stuff. And then I found uh, NASM, which is the National Academy of Sports Medicine, which is who certifies personal trainers. So I was like, okay, well, at least I was like, if I'm going to learn, if I'm just want to learn how to work out, I could just learn who from the people who teach it. And that's probably the best way. So I like bought the textbook just wanting to do it for myself. Uh, And then at this time, this was also right after I graduated college, I was jobless. And I got 
this textbook. And I was like, well, I guess I could also just do this as a job. So I was started personal training just because I had nothing better to do. And I figured I would be a good way to keep fit. And like, I was right. like okay, if I can get paid to work out, any personal trainer will tell you that that's not what happens. You don't get paid to work out. You actually work out less because you're sitting watching other people work right. out. But, uh, you know, fast forward to what ended up happening was because of that, because of my job as a personal trainer, because of me wanting to learn to better myself, I just really got into fitness from that. And I started to help people change and change their bodies. And I decided to not go back with my degree and try to get a job in business because what I had originally gone to school for was business administration and marketing. Oh, uh, wow. so I decided to just leave that and just go all in on fitness, which then led me to nutrition, which then led me to where I am now, which is health and wellness and mindset and holistic health, you know, and helping people live a, a more whole, healthy, happy life, not just through fitness, but just through changing their overall habits and their beliefs and things like that. Stay with us. We'll be right back. I think a lot of people don't realize that because if you, you have to have the right mindset. You, you can be as strong as an ox, you know, look like Arnold Schwarzenegger or whatever, but if you don't have the right mindset, you're not healthy. And yeah. I, I Sorry. don't think a lot of people get that. Yeah. Motivation. I don't know about you. Like, do you, I'm guessing you most, do you work mostly with men? So no, actually it's been, it's always been about a 50, 50 split. I work with a lot of women, a lot of, a lot of men. It's always been, well, you know, at the gym, it was, you know, I worked at a big box gym for a long time. So it was kind of like whoever came in the door, right. right. I wasn't, I wasn't picky. It was, you know, and, but I've always, my, my style of training, I guess has, and my style in general has never been the super like, rah, rah, you know, yelling at people and stuff like that. It's more of like, I'm like, yeah, like I just like, I have this information again, I've studied this stuff for a long time. I did it for myself, but like, I know this can help other people. And now I just want to share it. And, you know, to your point, Rich, I always say that on the, all the time on my podcast is like, that's why it's the healthy, happy human. Cause it's two sides of the same coin. You can't have mm -hmm. one without the other. You can be, as you said, big and strong as an ox, but if your mental isn't right, then you're not, you're not healthy or you're not happy. And in the same way that if you have, you know, you could have all the, the woo woo Zen, whatever, which is great. I love that. But it's like, if your physical body, which is my, you know, my body is what takes me through this, this life. If it is not up to snuff and can't, if I can't do something like, you know, to me, it's never about deadlifting a certain amount of weight or holding a plank for five mm -hmm. minutes it's about if, you know, if, if I came to visit you and you're like, Hey, we're going on a hike that's uh, 10 miles long. You ready? And I, my, I, I have the option to say yes or no, because I'm in good shape. Whereas someone who has bad knees, someone who's super overweight, someone who has, you know, uh, whatever heart stuff is going to have to go like, Oh no, I can't. Right. So to me, it's like people you're taking, you're, you're missing out on life because mm -hmm. of, so it, it's never about a, looking a certain way. It's never about whatever thing that you think it's about. Like that stuff is, I can be important to an extent, but to me, it's just about like you live a higher quality of life when right. you're healthy and when you're happy. I love that. That's the whole healthy and happy thing. Like I love everything that you're about. I'm totally reaching out to you afterwards because it's so like very similar. Like I'm, I'm very parallel to a lot of what you offer um, and like that, that you're about and, and your heart and like you offer the total mind and body package and whatever health and happy looks like for you. Like you said, if you're able, like you go to a friend and they're like, let's go for a 10 mile hike. For me, it's just based like me and like, I work with just mostly women. It's like just being able to keep up with the kids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that is what a healthy and happy life looks like to me. Like three, I have a three-year-old, a six-year-old and an eight-year-old. 
they're very energetic, especially when they're together. Like if I can just like keep up with them, that is a healthy and happy and fulfilling life to me. And so I love how you keep it general like that because it's whatever, it's not like your own um, idea that you're projecting onto other people. It's like, whatever it looks like for you, let me help you attain that. Is that what it is, Paul? 1000%. That's exactly it. I couldn't put it better myself. That's exactly it, right? And this is why I did this, why I created the Healthy Happy Human Academy and why I do what I do. Because exactly that I feel like fitness this is why I have a big gripe against fitness even though I am a fitness guy I don't like the fitness industry because to me the fitness industry is trying to force people into a box of what fitness is right it's a guy with big arms mm-hmm. back abs it's a woman who is a certain shape or a certain dress size right it's being able to run run whatever miles or to lift a certain amount of weight and again that stuff can be important but it's not inherently important just like someone who has abs does not inherently mean they are healthy just like someone who is a, a certain weight does not inherently mean they are healthy just like running a mile like could be your thing but it also i hate running so it's like if you're like oh like if you were gonna go run i'm like no that's not my thing now i have clients who you know dance zumba and do pilates and garden gardening is a thing right like that's that's physical and like doing manual good, good for mental too right exactly so you know it's like and so if i were to say that fitness is going to the gym four days a week and lifting weights all of those people who are now living fit healthy lives because she does zumba twice a week goes for a walk once a week and gardens on saturdays like that's a healthy life right. it doesn't fit into the box of what the fitness industry wants you to think that fitness is but it very much it very much so is now again is that person going to compete in the crossfit games no but that's not her goal so if so you know if that's your goal then sure now we have to have a different conversation about what that looks like and you you know you can't ha- you like that, that's a whole different thing but the point is to your to your point is it's exactly that it's like there's a million ways to do this and when i was a personal trainer that's how i kind of like it was just a natural progression because i was i was training people and that's where I was at at that point. I was like, oh, you have to lift because lifting is the thing. You have to be in the gym because the gym is the thing. And then I, but what I saw is that that wasn't helping people, right? Why, why was it that I could have a hundred clients and maybe 10 of them would get the amazing results? Like 10 of them would get the amazing results. 10 of them would drop out completely. And 80 of them would just be regular, you know? And like in my head, I was failing, but in reality, it's like, no, most people just want to be a little bit healthier and feel a little bit better. They don't want to be, or they, they say they, they might think they want to be, but in reality, they don't want to be that that gym, that uh, magazine cover guy or whatever mm-hmm. because of what it takes to be that. And that's an okay thing to say, right? It's like I, I'm very big on being super upfront about goals and like expectations, right? Because it's like some, some guys, oh, what's the number one thing guys want? It's abs, right? Guys will come to me all the time. I want to have six-pack abs. First thing I have to say is like, let me explain to you what that actually is going to take. And then you can make a conscious decision about if that's really the really worth it to you, the sacrifices. Because when I was a 22-year-old, I was, I was down to do that because I had nothing better to do. I was unemployed. I had nothing better to do than to go to the gym twice a day and, and meal prep my meals. But as you know, you know, if I'm a single dad with three kids under 10, maybe now that is not my top priority. And just, you know, so energy is something I'm huge on, right? My, my, uh, my coaching company right now, like I don't talk about fitness at all. What I talk about is getting to the end of the day and still having energy to play with your kids, right? Loving the person that you see in the mirror every day, yes. right? Like that's that's the type of thing I care about. And then the happy accident is, is if you live your life in such a way, you will start to lose weight. You will start to have a little bit more fit yeah. your shirt better. Whatever the thing is that you want, it's like by not focusing on it and by focusing on the actual things that matter, you just get those things. Whereas if I focus on nothing but the weight on the scale, if I focus on nothing but whatever the stupid like out, external outcome is, 
It's like I frustrate myself and then I end up quitting. So it's like this paradox of like you, you, you just by not thinking about it, I end up getting it anyway. And then it's like, okay, cool. Like I, I think of that stuff as like, like looks I think of as like, not even like the icing on the cake, but like the sprinkles or the, or the candle on the, on the birthday cake where it's like, if it's there, it kind of looks cool. But even if it, if it isn't, it's like, it's not what I eat the cake for, you know, like, I like that. Like, I don't, no one says like, oh, like I would have had that cake, but like, it didn't have sprinkles, you know, it's like, right. Like if it's there, it's like, cool, but I don't really care either way. Yeah. It's like the, and I say this too. It's like people come to me saying like, I want to lose weight. And it's like, it's a whole thing. First of all, the scale is just, it's an informational tool. It's a tool. Don't live and die by that. And you know, as for women, that's people's worth is tied around that. And like the whole weight loss thing, that's your initial focus now, but there's so many other things that we need to talk about. We need to talk about why do you want to do this? I have a whole thing on why, because fitting into that dress is not a strong why. Mm -hmm. And once you focus on certain things like goal setting and habits and showing up for yourself and the mindset piece of it, the byproduct, Mm -hmm. just like you said, Paul, the byproduct is you actually lose a couple pounds. You feel better about Mm -hmm. the way your body looks and that dress will fit. But when you focus on that first, it's already like not, you know. Yeah. You know, one thing I found out about my scale, it <laughs> works better on certain days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a real thing. That's like literally a real thing. You know, it's actually, you know, I, it's funny that the very first episode of my podcast, the Healthy Happy Human Podcast, episode one is literally called Start With Why, because that's yeah. the first thing. Ah! You're right? my people. You're my people. So anyone that I introduce to it, like I have like over 60 something episodes now, but anyone who's new and they're like, where should I start? I'm like, go to episode one, because that's the most important thing that will be before, before. And, you know, I talk about this a lot. So it's like, I use fitness as an analogy because it's what I was raised in. Like when I say raised is like my, my, my adult life, you know, where, mm-hmm. I, where I've been in my career. And it's also just a super simple analogy that people get. Right. So when I talk about weight loss or something like that, like most people have had this experience of trying to lose weight, but I don't care about the weight loss. And I'm just using it as an analogy, because when you understand the principles, you can take out the word weight loss and put in entrepreneurship. You can take out the word entrepreneurship and put in podcasting. You can take out podcasting and put in relationships because the principles of having a why, understanding you know, behavior and why we do what we do, having good goals and, and, and like deep, meaningful, like things like that. It's like that is it goes way beyond just fitness or anything else. It's just that fitness is like the entry ticket, right? As I, you know, exactly to your, to your point, I'm going like, yeah, we're going to help you lose weight, but that's just what I need to get my foot in the door to give them what they really need, which is the mindset reset, which is the habit shift, which is all these other things that I know they need, but most people are so fixated on the number on the scale or how they, you know, summer's coming up. So that they're going to be on the beach or something like that. All of my clients, almost almost all of them come to me for weight loss. When I do the exit interview at the end, I have three and six month programs. At the end of the program, when I'm doing my exit interview, almost none of them mention weight loss as what they are so or what they're most excited about of what they've accomplished in the time we've worked together. They go, Oh, they have well, I lost 15 pounds, but like what what was really important to me is this, this, and this. Like it's like it's an afterthought, right? It's the sprinkles on the cake. Like they got it, but it's like they don't even care about it anymore because but they don't know beforehand, it's impossible. I know because I've been on this journey, you know, because you've been on this journey, but it's impossible for me to tell someone that until, until they've experienced it. So I kind of have to go just rein myself back in and be like, okay, yeah, like, well, I'll help you with that. And then it's, you know, I I, educate them on their journey as they're going through it. Then you sprinkle in the mindset stuff, the the stuff that you know is critical, but really what's going to sell better is like, let me help you. You speak their language. You want to lose weight? I will help you lose weight. This is how... Right. And I'm slowly going to sprinkle it to you. 
Exactly. Yeah. And marketing speak, it's, uh, you know, sell them what they want, give them what they need. Right? Ooh, oh, oh, I like that. That's exactly it. That's right. exactly it. Yeah. Like for me, like, I don't like using the word weight loss. It feels so icky, but mm-hmm. that's whenever I have like anything like, um, you know, whatever, a workshop, anything, it's like weight loss, anything. It, it's like a ton of people. Mm-hmm. I feel so icky. Right. But then it's like, as they work with me, same thing. Like you don't even use those words anymore. It's like how they feel. It's like the non-tangible. It's, it's, it's all that. The NSVs, you know what yeah. NSV, the non-scale victories. Right. And there's, I mean, there's, there's reasons for that, right? There's psychological reasons. And this is the stuff that I'm interested in, in learning about because it's like, exactly like you said, it's like, you know, it feels icky and like that it doesn't get as much traction, but it's, it's like, so it's like, do I want to fight against human nature or yeah. do I want to just like figure out a way that I can best support people because I have to, right. So like for a while ago, I would have gone like, oh, well, like, I don't want to talk about weight loss because weight loss isn't the goal and I'm going to help you with so much more and blah, 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 blah. It's like, or I can get down off my high horse and realize that by me doing that, I'm actually hurting more people because they're not getting me to help them because I can't get them to get that initial buy-in. So if I could just talk about this stuff, which is important, it's fine. If you want to lose weight, I'm 100% there for you. My, my gripe is when people want to lose weight because they think they're supposed to, or they, they have this idea in their head that comes from marketing, that comes from Instagram, that comes from Facebook about like that life is going to be better once they lose this weight. If you have a reason to lose weight, it's a great thing for you. I mean, for, for sure, we have an obesity epidemic. If you are, you know, X amount of pounds and you lose 50 pounds, will your joints not hurt as much? Will you be able to breathe better and walk better? For a lot of people, that probably is the case. If they do it correctly. If you do it correctly. But now the point is, again, like, are you going to love yourself more at that point? That's a whole different thing, right? And right. it's like, is that is that what's going to make you happy if you're if you're hating your job, hating your life, hating everything? And like now you're just like, I just need to lose some weight. Or again, like you'd think like, or like guys who are super whatever, and they're like, oh, like when you know, like they're just they have a they're, they're it's their personality that's off putting, and they're, they're like, when I just lose weight, then I'll be able to pick up all the girls. It's like, well, maybe you should just be a better person, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it, when I'll never forget because a while ago I was up to three hundred pounds. And was having chest pains and not feeling well. And yeah, I tried different things, exercise and different, you know, the, the total gym stuff like that. And when I went to my doctor, he told me to go on a diet, which I did, but I also, cause of the back problems, I needed to do something. And I started doing the DDP yoga and learning the breathing exercises, which helped a lot. And I lost 50 pounds. But I never felt, I mean, I felt so good, not just body wise. And what I liked about it, I really wasn't focused on losing the weight. I was focusing more on getting rid of the pain in my back and Mm -hmm. my chest. And that's what happened. You know, that helps so much. And granted, I stopped doing the yoga. But the weird thing is, that's not weird. I still do the breathing exercises. And then I felt bad. Because I was watching one of Paul's videos and I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing these breathing exercises all wrong. What in the world were you? You had a guest on too talking about this. Explain these breathing exercises that you do. Yeah. So, I mean, look, breathing is a huge thing. It's one of these things that I'm super passionate about. I think breathing exercises are great. They're very Mm -hmm. important. And it's where I actually start a lot of people, even myself, I do breathing. I do breathing every day, obviously, you know, no, but like, (laughs) 
<laughs> one of those things that, again, you know, if you would have asked me four or five years ago, I've been like, well, what are you talking about? Just go lift weights. You breathe every day. But it's like, it's, is, is it something that you can really do wrong? And it's not that you can do it wrong because again, you're alive. Yeah. You're not breathing wrong, but you could be breathing better probably and more efficiently. And because everything is connected to go to your point about back pain, right? So a lot of people when they have back pain or, you know, chest pain or something like that, it's simply from poor breathing patterns, right? If you think about what you do every day, everything is your just patterns, right? We do the same things. We get up from a chair, we get up from bed, we sit down, we, we, we do different things. We do different movements. So breathing is the pattern that we do most out of anything because right. we breathe, you know, 20,000 reps a day. So if I'm breathing in a poor pattern, I'm just reinforcing core movement patterns. And if I'm breathing better, it will just help me. So there's different breathing drills. I mean, it's very simple. If anyone's listening and wants to, I, I don't, I, this will set me off on a tangent for like two hours if I really get into <laughs> breathing stuff right now. So if someone wants to uh, learn more about this stuff, um, you can uh, just DM me on Instagram or Facebook and I'll talk to you. But just a simple one is like, if I just look at myself, right, you guys are in a camera right now, so you can see yourself. If I just take the biggest, deepest breath in I, I can through my nose, just try to inhale as much as I can. And then just let it out. So now the next time you do that, just pay attention to what happens at your shoulders, right? So a lot of people, as they inhale, they'll go. And you'll notice your shoulders kind of come up towards your ears, right? Whereas that, what that tells me is that I'm using my shoulders and my neck to breathe. Whereas if I, you might, right? So Rich, you've you've done some DDP, you've done some yoga. So you might see that more expansion here in your right. Rig, right. So that's good breathing, right? That's what I want. I want 3D expansion down here. What I don't want is this shruggy thing right and you'll see if you just watch yeah. people, watch people all the time i just my, my eyes are just tuned into it so that's just one thing right so i know that so if i'm breathing and my elbows i mean my shoulders are coming up to my ears every time and i'm doing that again twenty thousand times a day maybe i can start to see why i'm having neck issues why i'm having shoulder issues why i'm having these little things right so you know, again, and it's not to say that you're wrong or like that's bad. It's just like, okay, like noticing it, I, I teach, you know, uh, in all of my courses, I teach what I call the change loop. And the change loop is awareness, education, and then action. And the first step in that loop is awareness because you don't know what you don't know. So mm-hmm. simply just being aware of this and going like, that's why I said anyone listening to this, go in a mirror and just do it and just see, do your, do your shoulders shoot up towards your ears when you take a big, huge breath? And if you do now, you might know, okay, maybe there's something, what do I do about this? Now I look into some diaphragmatic breathing drills or something like that. So there's, you know, it's just... My my whole thing, going back to, again, everything about fitness, everything about everything that I do is just about that awareness piece. It's, am I doing something because I am in the driver's seat or is it happening to me and I'm in the passenger seat? So if I breathe and I'm choosing how I can breathe, then I don't care. If you're losing weight because you want to lose weight because you made a conscious decision that the the person you are at this weight is not the person you love most and the person that you are at at a lower weight will be feel better and be better for you, then I love that. That's a great thing. But if I'm doing it because society tells me to, because my mom told me that uh, like good girls don't finish their dessert or that whatever the, the thing is, then it's like, that is, I'm being forced into that, right? Same, right. Thing, with, same thing with with anything in life. So my whole thing with with my coaching, with my podcast, with everything I do is to get people in the pa- in the driver's seat of life. I feel like mo- everyone goes around and passively in life, and they're just kind of pushed around by circumstances, by uh, subconscious desires, by a million things that just affect us. And if I can just live my my, my life on my terms then that's a life well lived to me. Yes. That's what all of this is about from breathing and breathing is just where it starts, right? Cause that's the center of us breathing to fitness, to 
financial, right? I've had, I've had financial literacy. I've had, you know, CPAs and financial analysts on my podcast for this exact reason, because I want, this is a full thing. This is right. life. It goes again from your lungs to the people you affect to your family. Everything has to do with, are you in control? And this is why people don't like being out of shape and they don't like being broke. Right. Because what do those two things mean? It means I'm out of control, right? Like, I yeah. Just, hike thing right if i if i if, if me and you meet up and i go hey rich we're going on a 20 mile hike and now you have to feel bad and say oh i actually i can't do that because of my knees you are now not in control you're in the passenger seat not the driver's seat just like if i say hey we're flying to bali bali next week uh, the flight is five thousand dollars you want to come and you have to go oh, actually, i don't have the money for that you are now out of control now again if you had the money and you consciously say like no that's not that's just not something i don't i don't want to do you still, both of those result in you not going on the trip, but one is a conscious decision that you made. One is you being put in that position right. by something outside of your control. And that's something that we hate as humans. It's our deepest need to be in control, right? You have kids. What do kids, well, you know, what, when you tell a kid what to do, what do they want to do? Go and do the opposite because they don't like to be controlled. This is a deep seated human need and everything comes down to this. This is why I'm so passionate about it. Cause now again, that's what fitness is. Fitness is just me being in control of my body. Right. But now, so if I'm being fit for someone else's reasons, it defeats the whole purpose, right? If I'm being fit because I'm supposed to look a certain way because society told me to, that's the opposite of control. Now I'm just being controlled subliminally by marketing or something like that. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm fit because I want to, again, I only get one body and I want this to, this body that I am in to be the best that I can, that I have that reason is motivation for me. That's why I don't miss workouts. And I, I don't say workouts. I just, I don't even work out anymore. I don't consider it workouts. I just exercise every day because I know it's what my body needs. There's no, right. there's like, there's no world where I wouldn't do that because it's like, that would be bad for my body. And why would I ever treat my body, my body badly? And it just doesn't make sense to me. It's like, it's, it's, it's illogical to me at this point, right? It's like, I just want to, I want to be in control. I want to be able to do whatever I want. And that takes me being physically fit to a certain level. Right. Also, can I add something to that? I think um, I was in a conversation earlier with somebody else um, who is a mindset and confidence coach in a whole different industry. Um, and, and, you know, I feel like the more you have clarity on like your why and where you're going and how you want to be, you can help make decisions better. You can have that control to say like, no, I don't choose to go out because it doesn't align with my goals, whatever it is, financial goals, fitness goals, all of that. So it's easier to say no to things and do things that are in line with who you are. You know, we're talking a bit like your brand or whatever mm-hmm. the word may be, right? Would you yeah. agree with that? 100%. I mean, and that's a hard thing to do, right? Alignment with yourself and like, so you guys asked, you know, a little bit about my story. I kind of glazed over this, but in that time, right, when I had graduated from college, when I was like kind of working out because I was chubby and my friends got me into the gym, I was into partying a lot. Like I was going out, I was, you know, I was 22 with no job and I was like, okay, well, what do I do all day? I party, you know, like I was right. going out four or five nights a week. I was getting, you know, and I was like, I was, I was good at it. I was, I was, a, I was a real party guy, you know? And now, you know, people who see me, like I have old friends from college or friends from that part time in my life. And I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, I don't drink anymore. But like, not that I don't drink, like I'm not sober. I just don't drink because it's just not what I do. Like, you know, like I'll have a drink if we're out at, for dinner and someone orders a round of, of drinks or something like that, I'll, I'll have a drink. But it's not like I, I will never touch alcohol again, but it's just, it doesn't align with who I am as a person. Right. And I'm so, I'm just, because I filled my life, I filled my cup up with things that are fitness and activities and my, my, my social events are now biking and climbing and hiking and things like that. And 
I don't need that anymore. And now it took me going into a very dark place and hitting rock bottom and, you know, a, a depth, uh, you know, uh, like a deep introspective place in my life that like, it was a turning point for me. But, you know, to, to your point, it's like that, that self understanding is what allows me to then do that where I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I don't it's not that like, people are like, oh, like, I don't understand how you stop drinking. And it's just like, because I want better for myself, but I had, right. I had to figure that out, you know? A lot of people don't realize it. A lot of people say it's hard and it is for some. Um, Cause for, Oh my God, I can't remember how long, but I used to do tobacco and I, what made me quit. I'll never forget when my daughter was younger and my niece, I went to give them a kiss goodbye. And they're like, Oh God, no, your breast stinks. But that hit me in the heart. And it, it, I tried to go cold Turkey. Couldn't. Cause again, I was letting it control me and I found these things. Uh, I forget the brand, but it, it was like the chewing tobacco, but it was tea leaves. And that's what I started using. And that helped a lot. Um, and I definitely don't drink the way I used to my fa my favorite beverage right now, and which has been for years, water. Oh, of course. I love water. So, you know, what's interesting to me. I don't I just, in this conversation, right? This is like, this is how my brain works. This is a masterclass right now, what you're telling me about habits, right? So, so far right. you told me two things. You, you, you're, you're, you're the weight loss and the quitting tobacco, right? And both of those things had one, a rock bottom, right? You had your chest pain, your back pain, you were 300 pounds. Yeah. I had to change. And the, the tobacco was, uh, the, my, my niece and nephew telling me that, that I smelled yucky and I didn't want it. Yeah. Also the prescribed what I'm supposed to do to quit, right? The doctor gave me the diet. The doctor gave me a, 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 a workout or the tobacco. I'm supposed to just go quit cold Turkey or something like that. And those things didn't work. And had I left it there, I would have just gone right back to doing what I was always doing. Right. Cause you found DDP yoga because you found these tea leaves, you were able to do it in a way that both fit your life and fit the overall narrative of who you were trying to be and trying to become. And because of those things, you found success, right? right. It was both of those scenarios took that come to Jesus moment of pain, right? Like I would say rock bottom or pain, whatever you want to call it, right? The physical fitness, the fitness one is, is the easiest example because you had physical pain. Right. Yeah. So I, I wasn't going to change because I was overweight. I knew I had to lose weight. Everyone knows I had to lose weight, but I kept gaining weight until the pain was literally too much to, uh, to, to deal with the yeah. smoking one. The pain was emotional pain, but it was pain of like, Oh wait, do I want to be the, the uncle that the, the, the nep that my nieces and nephews don't want to hang out with? Do I want to be the one that they're calling like the guy who smells like cigarettes or something like that? Like that's emotional pain. And that's what caused the chain. Right. And that's how change works. And this is why shaming people or whatever doesn't work. Because like you said, the doctor told me, I knew I had to lose weight. The doctor gave me a diet. I still didn't do it. I still didn't want to do it. And that's why simply shaming people or telling them they have to do it or trying to, this is why meal plans don't work. This is why group fitness largely doesn't work. This is why all this stuff, because you cannot be made to, you can't, one, you can never be forced to do it until you're ready. Right. Exactly. No, no amount of telling you, telling you that stuff like, Hey, Hey, Rich, you know, I have this thing called DDP yoga and this, and this, uh, this, these awesome tea leaves that'll get you right off, uh, right off of, of tobacco. If you hadn't had those moments yet, you would have been like, uh, no, I don't care about any of that. It had to come to you at the right time. Yeah. 
And then after that, like it has to be something that you are willing to do. Again, going back to the control thing that I was saying before, not something that is force fed to you. The doctor told me to the, oh, the commercial, oh, everyone knows you're supposed to quit cold turkey versus something that you went out and found as something that you could stomach and enjoy uh, at least to an extent, right? Yeah. Something that wasn't so bad. So like, that's how, and again, this, this whole thing is how the human brain works and everything. Like I said, that that's fitness. That's quitting tobacco. That's quitting drinking. That's starting a bit, whatever you want to do. It's, it's all the same stuff. It was just, oh, yeah. that, that those parallels you just keep, will keep seeing if you pay attention to them. Oh yeah. And the, uh, the, thank, thank God I'm a wrestling fan because otherwise I would have never found out about DDP yoga. <laughs> But the, and then the other thing, because I had, I don't know if you ever listened to podcasts before, but I've talked about it before because I've had anxiety and depression. And one of the things that helped me with that, and Julian knows this, is a book called The Secret. And no, I do not get paid for mentioning that. God, I wish I would. But, right. but that's, I mean, that, that, and another book, Tusi's with Maury, which sounds weird that that book would help good me. Book. No, it's yeah. a good book. But it did. That helped me a lot. And I think it was one of the things that Maury Schwartz said, because he knew what he he knew that he was dying. And he said, you don't know how to live until you learn how to die. Mm. And that hit me. It's like, wow, that made sense. And he knew he was dying and he didn't want a funeral. He wanted a living funeral. He wanted everybody to come over when he was still alive because why? You know, I'm not going to see that when I'm dead, Yeah, <laughs> it, but it, it, that in the secret just helped a lot. And it, it's some people who say, Oh, well, no, you can't line yourself with positivity. Yes, you can. If you look for it, you can, it's just good. And then after a while, it's just going to come find you. <laughs> and it's amazing. You know, how much that is. God, I, otherwise I wouldn't have met people like Julia. I wouldn't have met people like you which is one of the reasons I started this and the people I've met just doing this, the positivity from a majority of them is amazing. And it helps me with my mental state and granted, I'm not skinny. Am I overweight? Yeah. I mean, I'm 265, but I feel good. That's the thing. It, do I have six pack abs? No, first of all, I'd go better and get 30 pack if I wanted them. Uh, but <laughs> my, like I said before, my issue was I, I, I'm the muscular part. I wasn't worried about more than anything. I worry about the cardio. Cause if you don't have to me, if you don't have strong cardio, forget it. Strong cardio and strong mental health. For sure. And that's just about, like you said, living longer, right? You know, to yeah. me, you know, again, I, I mentioned my my very first episode to start with why in that episode, I talk a lot. I'm not a dad, but I, I have a nephew who's five, who's going to be five now in a couple months. But it's like, and that's what kind of when I started this whole journey of like mindset and stuff like that, because I was like, oh, okay, like, that's what this is about. It's not about six pack abs. It's about being able to play with him 10 years from now. And yes. to do that, I have to be thinking about that right now. Because I'm 32 and when I'm 42, I have friends who are 42 and who haven't been taking care of themselves and they cannot get down and up and down off the floor. They cannot go play a, a game of pickup basketball with a 12 year old. They cannot do, you know, what, whatever thing. So like, that's the kind of stuff that I'm thinking about. It goes, but that goes back to finding your why, because it's so far deeper than if all I think about is having a six pack or being 20 pounds less. It's like, I, I call these magic wand goals, right? Where it's like, yeah, if I had a magic wand and asked you if you wanted it, you'd say yes. Like if I was like, Hey, 
Rich, do you want to lose 50 pounds and I can give it to you right now for free? You'd be like, well, yeah, sure. Why not? Who would, who would say no to that? Right. Right. But if I'm like, okay, do you want to lose 50 pounds? And here's how long it's going to take. And here's how hard it's going to be. And here's all of these things. And you're, all you're thinking about is losing 50 pounds. You're going to be like, nah, probably not. I, I enjoy a burger with beer every Friday. So like <laughs> all that. Whereas if you have in your head, like, okay, I need to lose this weight because when I lose this weight, here is how my life will be better. And here's what it will mean, not only for me, but for my family and for my everyone that I come in contact with, right? It's a, the whole a rising tide raises all ships, secure your mask. You know, you can't pour from an empty cup. I have an endless analogies from the, for these things, but they're all true. And it's like the best version of me gives the best version of this talk to you guys, which reaches the most people, which changes yeah. the most lives. So it's like, now it becomes my, my duty, my, my mission, yes, yeah, my imperative. Like it's and and for me to do, for me to then be take it easy on myself and go, well, yeah, I could skip a workout today. It's like, who else does that affect, right? Like, mm -hmm. like again, if I me with less energy, where I can't come this enthusiastically, maybe one person listening to this goes, wow, Paul's right. I re maybe I really do need to, you know, start reading more books or start listening to more podcasts or, or w do whatever change. And it's like, if I came today like dragging ass because it was a Friday and I was just kind of like, uh, blah, blah, and I wasn't talking like this, and I didn't convince that person. Like I've now done a disservice to them. Right. Like, like it's just, that's like my whole thing of just like, there is no, like, it's like for me to only think about me is that's selfish. Right. And people go like, oh, well, like it's selfish. Like I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time to read more. I don't have, to, I don't have time not to, because the version of me who is able to contribute to this planet the most is the version of me who reads books is the version of me who exercises is the version of me who eats well is the version of me who does all of these things because that's the version of me who shows up for myself for my nephew for my sister for my mom who's able to do all the things that i want to do that i know i'm supposed to do and like that's what keeps me in this to like where i'm like and that that doesn't shut off like i'm again i'm, I'm young i'm 32 but it's like this is not so i can't you can't turn that off. It's not no. like, well, I'm 50. I'm like, now I'm going to be playing video games. Like, no, this is, this is my life. Like, this is what I've chosen. And that's by design. And that's what I want to share with people. Right. Because people look at me like, oh, well, like you must be nice for you. Like I could never do that. It's like, neither could I, like, I just told you, I was partying five days a week in a blacked out drunk stupor for like four. I literally don't remember from like the age of 20 to 25. Like I blacked that entire time was a blackout for me. I was literally, my friends used to like, they used to call me, like they used to talk about, you know, like after a night out of drinking, you go, you go, hey, like how, 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 how was your night last night or something like that? Like when someone got really, really drunk, they would just call it getting Paul. Like they were like, oh, like, yeah, like I was bad. I was drunk, but wow. I wasn't like Paul drunk, you know, like, like I was the barometer by which people talked about getting blackout drunk. That was my entire life. So that's who I was until I wasn't. Right. I read books a lot. Right. I'm, I, I read last year. I read like 80 something books and people. Good hear, Lord. Right. And people hear that. Like, that's amazing. Right. But the year before that, I read 60 something year before that. I read 30 something. And the year before that, I hadn't read a book in the last 10 years from the time I was in high school to, to the time I was 27. I didn't read a single book. And then I did. And then I read again. I read five and then I read 30. And then because I was like, oh, I can be smarter, better and healthier and happier if I read more. So I should just read lots more. And I just stopped watching so much Netflix. That was it. It was like, literally like people think about all this stuff. It's like, I, all I did was like, I used to be the gun. I used to be the guy going out every night, getting blackout drunk. And I used to be the guy who watched every single show on Netflix. Like, you know, when a new show comes out on Netflix and someone's like, Oh, have you watched it? And I'm like, yep. So I watched the whole thing as soon as it came out. Like I used to be that guy. Yeah. All it took was me not going out and beating my body to with alcohol and not watching literally every show on streaming services. And just through those two small things, <laughs> I now read, go to courses, go to seminars and exercise every day. So it's like, yeah, is that a trade-off? Of course. 
Is that a sacrifice? Of course. Am I trying harder? Of course. But is that by any means, any stretch of the imagination impossible for anyone? Of course not. And does anyone else have to be as neurotic as I am about this and read 80 books? Of course not. If you read one book, if you read two books, you'd be better. If you're listening to podcasts, you'll be better. That's why I started a podcast because podcasts changed my life, right? Now I just listen to podcasts all the time. It's like, free information is just out there you just just get all these free yeah learning and it's like okay like so that's what i'm just super passionate about sorry i just went on a tangent there no, no that's, that's good your, your passion like just shines illuminates through every word and just everything um i was gonna ask like it's definitely like you can tell um that you're very well read and i was gonna ask you do you have um any good book recommendations habits I was thinking about James Clear, Atomic Habits. I don't know if that was one that was big last year with people. Um, any good books? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I actually taught a whole course on habits uh, last year. And I to prepare for that, I read like every book with habits in the name. So I like went and I read all the habit books. Um, James Clear, Atomic Habits, obviously the most famous one. The ones I would recommend would be one called Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg. Um, the most, uh, most practical and actionable to me, because again, tiny habits, it's just how do we break everything down into the smallest possible, possible chunks. And then a book called switch, uh, by Chip and Dan Heath. And it's like just how to flip the switch. Um, and also, yeah, it's, it's those. And again, like they they all say a lot of the same stuff, but it's, it's great because it just helped, you know, this is the stuff again, I'm interested in learning about and teaching about and speaking about this, why I don't do fitness so much anymore. Again, I'm the, I have the fitness background, but what everything that I do now is about habits and behavior change, because this is what's interesting to me, right? It's like, how do we, how do we do the thing that we know we're supposed to do, right? Everyone knows they're supposed to lose weight or eat healthy or or quit cigarettes or whatever, but they don't do it. So it's like, why is that? That's the stuff that I'm super interested in. It's like, how do we get people to do the thing that they know they should be doing, but they aren't. And, you know, like that's kind of where I am at now with my current career, my current courses and all the stuff that I'm doing. How long ago did you start the podcast? Just about a year and a half. So in September of 2020. So Okay. A year and a half about. Now was it cuz it's weekly, right? Yeah. Was it originally when you started? Uh yeah, I kind of just decided that. I just literally was I'm the type of person where it's like if I overthink it, I won't do it because I'll right. keep trying 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 so I was just like I'm just going to start and I'm going to do a pop, an episode a week. That was it. I just made that decision and I just kept going. I think I've only missed one week in that in that time. Um and Which is it, okay, that's allowed. Right. It, it, it also Sometimes started, things happen. It just started as like exactly like this. It's like there's just certain things that, you know, that Julio can tell you and what any coach or, you know, fitness person will know. like there's just certain conversations that I have all the time. Yeah. Right. So that's why the first episode is start with why. The second episode is goal setting. Because now, again, I know I have it's like I, I could I could do that podcast from memory because I've done I've had the same conversation so many times. So now it's just like, hey, you want help? Go listen to this podcast on, on finding your why. Hey, go listen to this one on setting goals. Hey, go listen to this one on self-talk. Hey, go listen to this one on imposter syndrome. Hey, go listen to, I just do all of the things that I'm passionate about talking about because I know people need to hear them. And I'm just like, let me talk about it. And then I also get really cool guests who have really cool insights, you know, and that that's an added bonus. Actually, something just hit me because you're in New York, right? Is it okay if I add your podcast to the Chesapeake podcast network? Uh, I don't know. Uh, where Chesapeake it, is, but I. All right, the Chesapeake Bay is oh, like Rob, Massachusetts or something. No, that's a it. The bay is actually in Maryland, but 
the Maryland. Chesapeake Bay area, which includes the rivers, is basically Virginia, West Virginia, Maryland, Delaware, Pennsylvania, and New York. Love it. I love that. And it, love it. it's free. It's something I started to help independent podcasters. I would love that. I'm, I mean, I'm all about it. What all I want to do is just spread this message. This is what I'm most passionate about. I actually yeah, just it, this week left my full-time job to do this full-time. Really? Yeah. So I was still personal. That's awesome. trainer. Congratulations. Thank you. I actually was still a personal trainer and managing a gym here in Brooklyn. Um, and I've officially, well, I put in my like notice. I, I'm still there for a few more weeks. So like as I transition out, but my goal is to now go full-time on my podcast and my uh, online education platform. It'll work. I know it will. I am so excited for you. That just speaks to your passion and like how you want to serve and just share all your best everything with like the world. And yeah. like for all of you who are listening and say, I can't read books. I'm not into books because I have friends like that too. Like I'm, I, I'm a bookworm. Um, and I, anything like, they're like, what's your favorite genre of personal development? <laughs> like I eat it up. So courses, no problem investing. Like it just, I'm, I'm, I have like, I could have a small, I got, I could take a major luxury vacation with the amount that I've spent in courses and things, but it's like my hobby. Like you said, it's like, you know, you have certain hobbies that would just make you feel good. Like this is it too. If you are listening to this and you're like, oh, okay, so they're saying that I should read books. I just don't have time. They, everyone needs to hop onto Paul's podcast because just by this conversation like get yeah, this is a master class you guys have no idea the amount of information you're getting in oh, this yeah. podcast here and looking at even just the titles like it's you have a wealth of information on your podcast oh and the guests he gets on there is amazing i mean yeah. you where do you find these good people <laughs> Well, you know, I'm lucky because again, in the fitness world, this I've kind of been in that world of like personal development, right? So that's why yeah. it kind of led me to this. So I get a lot of, you know, coaches and nutrition coaches and mindset and then because, you know, therapists and psychotherapists and psychoanalysts and that kind of stuff, because again, that's just the type of stuff I'm interested in. So I just get people and I just have talks with them because that's what I want to learn about. Conversations. Right. right. Everything I do is just, like I said, it's just me. That's why, again, I don't expect anyone else to read 80 books. But what I can right. do is read 80 books and then talk about what I learned. And then I can hope that that makes it easier for someone else because I get it. If someone tells me like, they're like, that's an insane thing to do. I would agree with them. I'd be like, yeah, you're right. I don't know why I do this, but I do. Like you just said, Julia, like I do, like when people are like, oh, what have you done? Like my only two vacations in the last couple months have been to go to seminars, have been to go, like I flew to Orlando to go to a three-day leadership seminar. Like, but that's fun for me. I enjoy that. Do yeah. I expect other people to do that? Of course not. But I can do it. And then I can distill down that information mm -hmm. to others because I like, I mean, listen, I'm from New York. I talk fast. You can hear, I, I go, <laughs> I, I go, right. I got, I got, I got a lot of stuff to say. I got a lot of thoughts. About it, right. So that's again, why people are like, Oh, why you start a podcast? I'm like, so I can just talk. I can talk to the air for an hour and it makes me happy. You know? <laughs> and it's like, from what I hear too, it's like, I hear it's like therapy. You just, right. you just kind of get it out. And you know, like I'm sure you infuse some of your life situations too. Like I had a bad day, but I still showed up for myself and I want to share that. Yeah. 100%. Well, he does. That's what I like about your podcast. Cause you know, have guests you do us you do some solo podcasts as well yeah for sure so i alternate one week it will be solo one week as a guest and you know and part of it again like i told you is like i there's no reason for that it was just a decision i made from the beginning and like one of my uh business mentors from uh, from a long ago he's a guy named pat rigsby he does fitness stuff but his one of his uh like things is like you only get paid for done 
right? So it's like you can do if you do all the work, whatever. It's like if the the thing or or uh, if you know who Seth Godin is. Seth Godin is like a big mm-hmm. marketing guy, and his his thing is like you got you have to ship the work, right? So it's like you can do if you you can do ninety nine percent of it, but if you don't ship it. If you don't deliver the finished product, it, all of the other stuff is for, for not. So like my whole thing is I never want to get stuck on that of overthinking and over planning and over analyzing. I want to do it. So there's literally, there's one episode back in like, like the twenties or thirties. I don't remember which one it is, where it's like, it's literally like you can hear it. I'm like, I'm like talking like this because it was literally like six. I release episodes every Wednesday and I hadn't released an episode yet. And I woke up at like 5am and I was literally in bed on my phone, like recording this podcast episode, because I said that I, I committed to releasing an episode that Wednesday. And I was like, damn it, I have to do an episode right now. And like, you hear me like, as the episode goes, kind of like waking up and like getting a little bit more energy, but that's, it's just because I committed. That's awesome. That's natural. Right. I just, I made the commitment. I said, I'm going to release an episode today. So I had to figure out a way how to do it. You know? So it's, it's just that kind of stuff of like, these are the conversations that I think are important. Yeah. Conversation we're having right now, the conversations I have on my podcast. And again, I do this for fun. This but I don't expect other people to. So because I can get enjoyment out of this, like, again, I think that it's, even though not everyone finds this fun, I think everyone needs this stuff. So yeah. now, like that's like where I, I find myself like bridging that gap of like, yeah, like you don't have to read all these books. I'll read 20 of them and tell you the best one to read. And then you can maybe read that or you can listen to a YouTube like thing of that. And like, you don't have to, I listen to a ton of podcasts as well. You don't have to listen to all the podcasts. I send out a weekly newsletter where I just give like some of my favorite podcasts and like books that I, and blogs that I've been reading. So it's like, I do this stuff for fun. I don't expect you to. And you have, you have kids, you have a job, you have other stuff going on, but that's a great I, idea. Do think, yeah, I do think it's important for people to be getting this stuff somehow. And since I like to do this stuff, it's like, okay, let me just be like that intermediary uh, to help people live healthier, happier lives. You know, one of the things that you need to do, and Julia could probably help you with this if she started it yet, because when I first met her, I told her she needed to do this. You need to write a book. Oh, yeah. Seriously. I mean. Write your own book. After reading all these books, it's time for you to author your own book, Paul. So yeah. that's, that's also, that's part of why I left my job. That is what, like one of my goals. Like I is I'm, I knew the, it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I have uh over the next couple months. That's my goal is to, I'm at literally like planning it right now. So I'm going to just kind of travel for like six months and like drive around the country, podcast, write and teach. And that's, I don't know. And I'll figure it out from there. Well, Hi. if you head down towards the Baltimore area, you got to let me know. And sure. the three of us will have, the three of us will have to go out and have lunch or something. For sure. A hundred percent. I mean, that, that'd will. be awesome. But I think, yeah, I think with what you're doing, uh, I know the book would definitely sell. And God, it just. Like, where do you well, even begin? The, you can have like, one book on habits, one book on, right. you know, if I eat, I, like, just make a book, one book on right. your podcast. You, you right. just like. Well, that's you know. just it. The good thing is, because with what he's doing, the way he di- does his podcast, that's a book. Each right. episode's a chapter, starting right. with the why and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you know, kind of he can expand. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. I'm 100. It's 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 a thing that I'm uh, that I'm working on. You know, right now, like again, the main the main things that I'm passionate about are the podcast, uh, my coaching company, and the and the book. Like those are the and and just writing in general. So I, I've been like writing more blogs and writing more emails and stuff, just because I want to write and just get my mm-hmm. my thoughts out there more. But the, yeah, I just want to share this stuff with people. Um, you know. I'm perfectly content with as like I'm traveling by myself, right. For the next like six months, like I have friends, I'm going to stop with them, but like, I'm perfectly content living my life, like waking up every morning, meditating, reading, exercising, writing, 
reading some more, exercising again, and then going to sleep and never seeing another person except for the people who listen to my podcast. Like that's like, to me, that's like an amazing life. So I don't know if I'm weird for that, but like, that's what I want to do. I just want to, I just want to be the best version of myself and help other people be the best, best version of themselves as well. Like the healthy and happy nomad. Right. (laughs) That's the beard too is coming in. I have to shave soon, but like (laughs) it fits the bill for now. No, it adds, it adds to you. I love it. So so we, we know that what you're about, we know that what you're passionate about, who, who do you want to work with? Or like, you know, if a woman's like, I need, you know, I'm going to leave that to you. Right. I'm sure you have like a, a certain people who come yeah. to you, like, who should come sure. to you all. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah. So it's, I tend to work with entrepreneurs and busy single parents um, exactly for that reason, because these are people who value their time and don't. Are, are again, like the weight loss thing is a thing, but it's more about the energy, right? So my ideal for my client is that like, what, again, I want, I want to help people have more energy at the end of the day so that they can do more after work and love the person they see in the mirror every day. Now, again, if that takes you losing a little bit of weight, that's fine. We'll, we'll do that. If that takes you uh, building a little bit of muscle, that's fine. We'll do that. But if that takes just you having some deep talks about what's going on in your head, then we're going to do that too. And so it it tends to be, again, I have a perfect split down the middle of male and female clients. It's not male or female, uh, but it's more just people who value their time and have a lot more to do than they could ever figure out how to. Because a lot of what I do has to do with time management. It has to do with processes and setting up systems and things like that. So, you know, my what I'm not looking to work with is the 22 year old who wants to do a bodybuilding show, right? What I am looking to work with is, is you, Julia, the, the, the busy mom of three who already has so many other things on her plate. And she goes, well, how the hell could I possibly add, you know, uh, getting to a healthy weight or, or cooking healthy meals for my kids after, after school. And that's what I want to help with. Because as I said before, I think that this stuff is, it's not would be nice stuff. This is, you know, this is, this is your life. This is your family's life. And I want, I, what, I, my, what kills me is when people think that they can't have that for whatever reason, like, oh, well, yeah, it would be nice for you. You're a single guy, Paul, but you can, you know, but it's like, no, like you can have it now. It's not going to look the same as me, right? You're not going to, your, your, your thing is not going to look how my thing looks, but that's right. my point. And that's why I don't build your thing. I don't ever propose it to be the whole point of every person that I work with is I build your thing to fit you. I don't put you into a box. And that's, I like that. That's where I start. And that's, so, people are going to like that because people like to be heard, right? So they're going to give a chance to like, let you get to know them and talk about themselves. And then based on what your life is and what your pain points are and what your struggles are, you customize it and you, you meet them where they're at. Yeah. hundred percent. I have like a two hour interview process before I even see if someone is allowed to work with me. Like I you wow. can't go on my website and buy coaching with me. Like you have, to, like people have to interview because it's a very in-depth process. I'm going to be talking to someone a lot. We're going to be working together. I want to make sure that I can help them. This is not me just selling you a workout program and hoping you lose weight. This is me making sure that we change your life together. You know, so I can only work with so many people. It's a very in-depth hands-on thing. Uh, but yeah, and that's why I'm, and that's the whole thing with the podcast and that stuff like that. That's my trying to help more people because my coaching, I can only, it's, it's very time intensive, but the podcast, the online courses, you know, I have a course called mindset shift, um, which is like a eight week, do it your own pace course, which that like that, that I, that's where I, where I told you about where I learned about all the habits and like, you know, self-talk, all that stuff is in there. So that's like a great way, a great introduction place for people who want to work with me, but either can't afford it or can't do it on the, on the timetable that like I'm doing it on. So I can send them to that course. I can send them to my podcast. I can send them to my Facebook group. I do a free live training every week inside my Facebook group. I do tons of, you know, I do 
tons because again, I enjoy this stuff. So it's not, it's not just about money. Like, do I, yeah, I mean, I need to eat, but you know, like there's a, there's a level of, I, I just want to teach more. You enjoy it. Right. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's a, there's a something for everyone in what I'm doing. That's what I'm, I'm trying to build a, an ecosystem. Mm-hmm. So with the podcast, who is, because every podcaster always has that one guest they would love to get on. <laughs> who is yours? Um, yeah, or I mean, more than one. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's other podcasters really like, and like, uh, like the, the, the podcast. So I have a, on my, my vision board kind of right, right behind, behind me, you can see that that's like my daily affirmations that I read every morning oh. I over here. I have like my little vision board. There's not really a vision board, but it does have like the 10, my 10 podcasts that I want to be on, or that I want to either interview the guest or be interviewed on Right. Uh, people like, uh, like Tom Bilyeu from impact theory, uh, Lewis Howe school of greatness. Oh, wow. Um, Ed Milet, uh, the Jordan Harbinger show. Oh, yes. Um, uh what's his name Dak Shepard like expert on yes. expert right that kind of stuff so like that those are the people I mean Tony Robbins yeah like that kind of stuff that's where I that's like that's where I want to go with this so yeah I I'll love that to, yeah go ahead I'll have to do that I I never thought about that I'm gonna about have what? to I'm gonna have to put a board together or in my rocket book of yeah <laughs> who I want to yo who I want on my podcast which I mean I already know a few and what shows I would like to be on. I never thought manifest. about that. You have to manifest it. Right, that's what it is. It's just like I look at that every day to remind myself yeah. this is where I'm trying this is where I'm going, not trying to go. This is literally where I'm going. I love that. I have my vision board right there and I have my affirmations on the fridge. Right. See? Okay. It works, Rich. You're gonna get that's we're gonna that's your homework. You screenshot it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I have new goals now. See? <laughs> Yeah, I, my 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 one goal to live to a hundred. Now I have to do these other goals and do my vision board <laughs> and the vision, you know, affirmations and all that. <laughs> Man, making me look bad now. That's all right, Julia. <laughs> I still love you. <laughs> so, Paul, is there first of all, is there anything you'd like to add? And and I want to give you an open invitation now. Anytime you want to come back on, and I know Julia would love to love to do it as well. Just let me know because I know there's a lot. We haven't covered. Oh, so much! I, I, yeah. This is like a tip of the iceberg. Yeah, so much this. Literally, exactly. We're very, uh, very into. That's exactly what I was going to say. Um, no, you know, my my thing is, uh, I don't have anything really specific to say. It's just that, you know connect with me. I'm always happy to connect. I love talking to people. Instagram and Facebook is where I'm most active. And then just check out the podcast. You know, I, like I said, this stuff is out there for a reason. I, I believe wholeheartedly that stuff like this can change people's lives because it changed my life. Like this is literally, I was not this person. Again, when I see someone who I haven't seen in 10 years, they're like, who even are you? Like mm-hmm. I was not the fitness guy. I was not the personal development guy. I was not the reading guy. I was not, I was none of those things. I was the guy passed out in the corner at the party, probably with puke on his shirt. Right. And like, now I changed my life, but all it took just me making a conscious decision to do that. So use the resources you have available, right. Going back to what you were saying, Julie, about like, Oh, I don't have time. I can't do this. Like no one is telling you it has to be that extreme, but small things add up, right. That's why I said my fight, my favorite book on habits is tiny habits. That's what it's all about. Small changes add up small incremental change over time will always beat out big life changing events. Right. So like, just don't worry about, don't think that it has to look a certain way. Just do what you could do. Listen to podcasts, reach out to people, ask for help and invest in yourself. Yeah. The healthy, happy human podcast. And that's, that's on Buzzsprout, right? 
No, I so I mean I I hosted through uh, Anchor, but it's on it's Anchor. Everywhere. Okay, but it's, it's on everything. Yeah, it's on you know Apple, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, you, all that. You might listen okay. to it. Yeah, Paul. One thing. Well, first of all, thank you. But if you can leave everybody with one of your favorite quotes. Whoa, my quote. Okay, I mean I, I have so many, but if I have to, the probably the one that I use the most or that I repeat the most. Right, everyone knows that famous Mike Mike Tyson quote. Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. Right, and I say life punches you in the face every day. So, you know, we all the best laid plans are going to go right out the window, and it's how do you recover from those things that make the difference? Because you get, planning is important, strategy is important, but you have to understand that life is going to punch you in the face probably every day, probably multiple times per day. And you have to be okay with that. And you have to be able to get up when that happens. Oh, now you got to say it like Mike Tyson, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to get punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one impersonation I cannot do. I don't know how people could do That's too hard. Paul, thanks so much. Julia, Mrs. Marilyn. Thank you're always Mrs. Marilyn. So yes, I'm thank always. you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Oh, my pleasure. I want to thank Julia for sitting in with me and co-hosting this. And I want to especially thank Paul for coming on and telling his story and telling us all these great tips. As a matter of fact, you know what podcast I'm recommending. Paul's. You have to check it out. Happy Healthy Human. You can find it on the Chesapeake Podcast Network. You can find it on all types of different platforms, whether it be Spotify, Apple, Google. So again, happy, healthy human. If you want to be on the podcast, if you know of somebody that would like to be on the podcast, if there's something that you would like me to discuss on the podcast, email me at rbennett at harfordcountyliving.com. Again, that's rbennett at harfordcountyliving.com. And if you haven't subscribed yet, Please do so. You're going to see more giveaways and contests that I'm going to be doing. And some of them are strictly going to be for subscribers. So go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already. Until next time, my name is Rich Bennett. Stay safe and thank you for joining the conversation. So I am sitting here today. I have a young lady on that is a very talented photographer, Emily Adolph. And she's got something very special, especially if you run a nonprofit. Oh, she's got something special for you. But if you just need photography in general, you want to get a hold of her. So how are you doing, Emily? I'm doing good, Rich. Thank you for having me on today. Oh, my pleasure. Tell us what it is that you are, this special that you're running. Yeah. so Special for, for special people because you're special, right? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So <laughs> what I'm offering is free photography services to nonprofits here in Harford County. And um, initially, I was running it from now until the end of June. But what I've decided to do is extend it out. Um, so now I'm right. offering it from now until um, the end of August. So until August 31st, that that you know weekend. Um, figured you know it's a it's a busy time of year season for mm -hmm. you know nonprofits having events in the summertime. Um, but yeah, really just want to support, help nonprofits capture you know moments and and the. Um, experiences of the events that they're hosting without having to, you know, worry about funding the photographer. Right. Um, so yeah, that's just a little bit about, you know, what I'm, I'm giving back to the community. Which is great because a lot of your nonprofits don't take photos of their events yeah. and they should be on their websites. I agree. You I know, agree. even for upcoming events, you know, it's nice if you had the photos from last year to, to ask, Hey, look, this is what we're doing. This is how good it is. Yeah. And also, 
But you also do other types of photography in case somebody wants to hire you, right? I do. Yeah, I do portraits, families, event, you know, other events, musicians, bands. Those are my my key focuses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And how does somebody hire you? How do they get in touch with you? Yeah, they would just go to my website. So it's www.emilyadolf.com. So that's E M I L Y A D O L P H dot com. Well, first of all, thank you for doing that because that's awesome. Thank and you. especially now, for, a lot of your nonprofits are struggling yeah. because you're just like all of us, inflation's hitting them hard. Yep. You know, and you have, you know, some venues around that shut down. So some of them are struggling to find a place. And yep. here you are reaching out to help. And for those of you that don't know about Emily, this is, Emily just loves to help people out. Yeah, I do. So. Help her out as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, hire her for your photography. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Emily. Thanks, Rich.